Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer at Rogers Place. Brendan Escott back in the 630 Chad Studios. It's 1233 at Edmonton. Guests in the show receive gift certificates to Roos Chris Steakhouse. Now open Tuesday through Sunday from 5 until 10 p.m. Chef Altaf and Chris and the gang at Roos Chris. Brendan, they will take care of you. Whether you're celebrating a special moment or simply savoring a night of the town, every meal is an occasion at Roos Chris Steakhouse. The 99th Roos Chris opened was at 9990 Jasper Avenue in a city where the number 99 is synonymous with excellence. All right. Uh, we are pleased to be joined live on location here on the 8th floor. I believe this is the first time he's ever been up here. Our orders now headliner today for Wilhock Beef Jerky. You met Trent Wilhock, uh, Jay Woodcroft. Uh, it's the best you've ever tasted. Search for Wilhock, W-I-L-H-A-U-K today. Edmonton Oilers head coach, Jay Woodcroft. Jay, how you doing? I'm doing good, Bob. It's nice uh, nice to see how the better half lives up at this part of the building. Uh, do you notice it's a little ways away? Looking, <laughs> <laughs> It's a good setup. Yeah, it's okay. Uh, so... Uh, hey, we appreciate you taking some time to join us. Uh, you know, we, we we wanted to do this every three or four times, or, you know, uh, maybe uh, every 15 to 20 games during the season. Nine yep. and seven start. How would you assess the start to the campaign? Well, um, you know, I think it's been uneven. I think there's been periods of good play and and not enough uh, consistency to our game as a whole. Um, I just said this in the media downstairs, but uh, for me, um, you know, the the effort, the the try, the competitiveness. I think it's all there. I think we're we are competing uh, hard and and we're laying it on the line every night. There's been you know one or two that we'd like to have back for sure in terms of um, you know maybe we might have laid an egg here or there, but for me. Um, all of that is there. So I think we're coming at things from a good spot. I don't think our detail in our game has been anywhere near where we want it to be, and specifically on the defensive side of the puck. And, um, you know, we're we're working hard um, by, number one, identifying those areas, calling attention to those areas, concentrating on details in those areas. And uh, the bottom line is where the league is at right now in the Western Conference and just uh, in in the league as a whole for that matter, I think the teams that figure things out over the next 10, 15 games are going to be the ones that create a little bit of separation. So it's incumbent upon us to make sure that we're working hard at the areas that we have to get better at, and that was a, a good step in that direction today for us. One of the things that you did last year was when you took over, um, the team had a minus six goal differential. Yep. You went plus 40 in the 38 games that you coached the team. The goals against average dropped from 3.32 uh, goals against per game. That's a veteran coach. Dave Tippett did a lot of good things as coach of the orders, but 3.32, that dropped to 2.76. Now, in fairness, the save percentage, whether it was a byproduct of the structure and the process that the team played with or just simply Mike Smith got going, but the save percentage went from 897 to 915. I recalled when you took over, I said, in order for the Oilers to make the playoffs, they have to be 905 the rest of the way. You went 915, ended up claiming a second spot. So you did a couple things when you first took over defensively, uh, and one of them was working the way back to the puck. Yeah. And you talked about the details. Is that an area that you'd like to yeah. you think the group yeah, needs that, to Yeah, that's to do an that? area where we've put a lot of emphasis here um, in the last 
well, we in the last few weeks, and um, it's been. I said this the other day during a media availability um, down in Florida was that it's been sporadic. It, yeah. it hasn't been automatic. And I think over the period of games that you're mentioning from last season, uh, it was automatic. Uh, but you got to think where the team was at that time uh, when Dave and I came up. It was in crisis mode a little bit in terms of it was out of the playoff picture. Right. We had um, you know a lot of things working towards a very... Um, um, an audience in our players that I felt uh, was attentive. You know, yeah, like they were dialed in and they were looking for that that one little thing uh, at that time. Uh, now, uh, I think where we're at in our young season, and we can't we can't lose track of that. Is that it, it's early in our year? Um, we've shown signs of doing things. Uh, on a consistent basis, but not enough. It, it's been intermittent, and and for us, we're aware of that. Uh, we're honest. We're honest with our our players and uh, what it's going to take for us to get the results that we want. So we're we're putting a lot of emphasis on the process of doing things properly, so that the results take care of themselves. For us. Nobody um, is uh, putting their head in the sand and and just happy with a nine and seven record right now. We think we we're better than our record shows. We know that in in order for us to take the steps that we want to take, we have to take care of the details in our game. As I said, for us that started in practice today. Okay, so we mentioned a two parter. You worked your way. You did a better job defending by backtracking, working the way back, supporting the play defensively. And the other thing that happened is. Mike, Mike Smith got healthy and played like a number one goalie. This team invested $25 million in Jack Campbell. It's way... I know there's, ah, there's fans that want to hand this thing over to Stuart Skinner right now. Look, man, you five times five is five times five. Often new players need two to three months uh, to get attuned to a new organization. Uh, we have Mike McKenna coming up later today. He's written a piece in Daily Fit. He even talks about Jack's equipment and his reluctance to upgrade his tools, quote-unquote. And that's a conversation that comes in time with a new goalie coach. By the way, his former goalie coach is no longer with the Leafs. He's with Seattle now. Uh, but just, uh, you know, with Jack, I mean, just... Can a guy take too much ownership and too much response? Because I'm watching him beating himself down, and I'm like, Jack, enough, okay? Because it ain't just all on you. It is partially on some of the nights where you've been in there. It's partially been on you. But how does do you have to get to know Jack? Is this a work in process? How does that all sort of transpire, Jay? Well, I would say a, a couple things. The first thing is Jack can play better. We know that. We've seen it over his NHL career. He can play better. He uh, he does take ownership of it. Um, the thing from a head coaching point of view is that he doesn't need to wear, wear every loss or every goal against. As the head coach of the team, I know that our team can play better in front of them. And some of the goals that have gone uh, in against Jack. There's three or four four areas where we broke down well ahead of when the shot was taken. And so we can do a better job in front of them. Um, I think we are in the early part of our our season. Jack is no different than our team as a whole is that we've had uneven results and uh, we're searching for consistency. Jack's doing the same thing in his personal game. And I think where where he goes to help build that confidence or build that consistency in his game is it starts on the practice rink. 
and it, it you earn the right to feel confident in certain situations. I thought the game in Tampa certainly was uh, a step real forward. good one, a step forward for him, but now it's about uh, stacking a good game on top of a good game on top of a good game, just like our team. Um, but, uh, you know, we have he's got the full confidence of his goaltending partner. He's got the full confidence of his teammates. He's got the full confidence of our coaching staff. It's early in our year. We realize that, but there's areas that we do have to get better. Nobody is unclear about that. Well, conversely, you have a guy in Stuart Skinner who's grown up in this organization, who's familiar with every aspect of it, who's literally been a protege of the combination of Sly Rodrigue Mm -hmm. and Dustin Schwartz, and he's at a 932 save percentage to start the year, and it's a great success story. So there's the contrast. Yeah, and you know what? I think um, said this the other day in Florida, but like for me, Stewart's one of the the real stories of our young year so far. Uh, someone who's outperforming maybe what outside expectations are of him, um, but he's he's done it the right way. He's hit every step along the developmental process. Uh, it's not always been smooth for him either, but he's put a lot of work in in order to feel confident. And right now, he's going out and executing. I'm happy for him. All right, uh, let's look at the defense for a second. Yeah. Um, it's interesting with Evan Bouchard, and I'm really bullish on him, and you know that. He has had a tough start to the season. He's had some tough games. Uh, he, you know, maybe, well, I'll ask you, does he miss Duncan Keith? Um, that might be a question for, for him. For him. Um, but what I see in Bouchard, I think he, I'm like you, I'm very bullish on him as a player. I see a young puck mover um, that has... Uh, not found the consistency in his game. He's like our team as well. Uh, he, I thought he had a tough cu- first couple of games, and then I thought he improved there when we were going on that little five-game winning streak. And then uh, he's had a couple tough ones uh, over the last uh, 10 days or so. For me, uh, as a young man... Uh, playing that position in the NHL, it starts with his defending. That's where his his confidence comes from. His his ability to meet a check early and box out hard. His ability to hold lines. Um, I think when he puts his emphasis in that direction, his gifts come out organically. His gifts being his shot from the point. His gifts being his ability to pass the puck and put it on people's tape quickly. Um, you know, I think when he's really feeling it uh, it starts with the defensive side of things and he as I said he's no different than anyone else here we're we're trying to find uh, that consistency in our game we're staying positive and uh, we know that we sit in a, a good position we got a, a team coming in here that's directly in front of us um, that's a divisional opponent and for us as I said it's starting practice today but we want to bring that good practice into tomorrow I know uh, people would have seen the highlight uh, if you want to call it that uh, the concern you had on when Evander went by you. Yeah. The, I mean, you knew right away he was in serious trouble there. Um, and then to compound things, uh, Yamamoto got punched in the head in that game and ended up flying back. Um, yeah. I, I know you briefly got anything at all at this stage? other. He's day-to-day right now. Okay. Yeah, he's day-to-day. Uh, I saw him here this morning. He looked, he looked 
better. You know, he looked like uh, he's going in the right direction, but he's day-to-day. He's had a tough go, eh? Like, he got blindsided in game two against Colorado. Then he got the, it looked like a a bit of a shoulder tweak in the preseason. Mm -hmm. He's had a bit of, it's been a tough go for him this year. Yeah, it it hasn't been the start that uh, he wanted for sure. Obviously, he missed a good portion of training camp. Um, You know, he he didn't start the year the way he wanted to, either statistically or just flat-out 200-foot play. He's had good moments in that uh, first few games for him, but uh, not to where he wants to be. Um, But now, you know, it's about getting healthy and making sure that he's ready and up and running so that he can help be a contributing member of our forward group. So the general perception was the Oilers had amongst the deepest forwards in, in the league. Now, the reality is that, unfortunately, Dylan Holloway hasn't been able to kind of maintain you know, the level that he was at in preseason and, uh, you know, and, and hey, he played great in preseason. And, and Fogel, I think the last three games has showed some signs. That's a, that's a positive for you. But you haven't maybe had some of that secondary support. You still have the top two scorers in the league, and now you have Hyman and Nugent Hopkins up there as well. No Kane. The question I have for you is how does it change the complexion of things or what you guys can do without Evander Kane and Connor Yamamoto available in the short term? Well, they're two good players. They're two legit uh, top nine forwards, uh, you know, on any team. Um, obviously, Kane's a 35-40 goal scorer. Take that out of your lineup, it's going to hurt a little bit. Yeah. Um, and Yamo, I, I felt, is someone who is, he, he touches a lot of parts of the game. So while he might not have been playing at the level he he wants to play at, you take him out of the lineup, that's a someone um, that has a good number of minutes uh, minutes played. What I see as a positive is the fact that all players want to play more. Every single player wants to play more. And when you remove two of your top nine forwards, it's opportunity for someone. And it's important for us as a coaching staff to make sure our eyes are open and and seeing who is taking advantage of that opportunity. You mentioned Warren Fogle. I thought Warren Fogle's last two games, uh, or two of the last three games, have been some of the best I've seen him play in an Edmonton Oilers uniform. Doing things uh, to help our team win that don't always show up on the score sheet. Um, You know, uh, being above his check. uh, You know, being clear on face-off assignment. uh, Getting into to two shooting lanes at the end of the Tampa game and then at the end of the Florida game, um, making subtle little plays that help a team win. I see that in Warren Fogle. So I see that as someone taking advantage of an opportunity. I also go to Matthias Janmark. Matthias, obviously, when Evander gets hurt and Yamo's out, uh, Costin and, and Yanmark come up from Bakersfield. Well, for Matthias, his the start of his year didn't go the way he wanted. He wasn't envisioning that. He didn't expect to um, not make. Yeah, he didn't expect to not make our team out of training camp. He didn't expect that another no other NHL team wouldn't pick him up on the waiver wire. He didn't expect to start in Bakersfield, but he went down and he worked, and he's come up and give us productive minutes. He looks like an NHL player uh, that is taking advantage of an opportunity here. Um, so. I think that's what happens, uh, and it's happening throughout the, the NHL. It's not just happening to the Edmonton Oilers right now, but it's it's our 
opportunity to find new roles and more ice time for people that have craved it uh, since the start of the year. And as I said, as a coaching staff, it's our it's important that we're paying attention. We have our eyes open, and we're rewarding the people that want to take advantage of that. Jay Woodcroft, Oilers head coach, I got two more questions for you. He's been kind enough to come to the eighth floor with Jamie Cartmel, the PR guru for the Oilers, who kindly showed Jay where this actually was. Uh, all right, uh, I don't know if you believe in this. I do a little bit. I look at strength of schedules, and I know that uh, there was a story in the Athletic yesterday about Vancouver and how it'd be impossible for them to uh, be in the mix for uh, the number one pick. Of course, Connor Bedard's from there. He's a Canucks fan as a kid because there's six or seven teams that are just nowhere near as good as Vancouver on paper. Well, you haven't played a bunch of those teams. You've actually played a lot of the good... I mean, that's a tough road trip, that four-game road trip. You're playing, you know, Washington historically has been a playoff team. Tampa Bay is a perennial, you know, top-four team in the league. Carolina's a top-four team in the league. Florida led the league in the standings last year. Is that a cop-out, or is that a factor a bit in the 9-7 and seven record? The fact... Or is it a byproduct of, hey, the Oilers went three rounds of the playoffs, you're getting no... Nobody looks past... Not that anybody ever looked past playing Connor McDavid before, but... Is it different because of what you guys accomplished last year and the caliber of the opponent you faced this year? I think all of those things factor in. Uh, but as a coaching staff, we don't go to excuses. We go to, we're trying to win every game. We expect more from our team. There's areas of growth for us. But I also do see that as a positive. Uh, the positive is is that we're trying to find ways to win. We have a winning record. We haven't played our best, we have a, but we have a winning record and a, have gone through a tough schedule with tough travel, all that kind of stuff. All teams go through that at different points in their, their own personal seasons. For us, it's about getting better every day. It's about understanding that we can play better, figuring out how we're going to play better, and then to bring it on a daily basis. We've had a tough schedule. That's great. It's tested us in a, in a way that I think will benefit us in the long term. That's where I go back to how I started, which is our try, our effort, our will to win has been, uh, you know, I've been quite pleased with that. It's about the execution and, and building detail into our game for us to take that next step. And that's what we're going to look to do from now until Christmas. And that's when I think teams really do se- start to separate. Uh, one final one for you. You beat uh, Calgary in the playoffs. They came in here and they were they were on it in that first period. They, yeah. they took it to you. L.A. last night, you've already referenced the Kings once. I know you have immense respect for the coaches and that team you played in the playoffs. They took you to seven. You beat them. I mean, it, they're coming off uh, what many people uh, that cover the Kings think was their most disappointing performance. There, it's going to be a major challenge tomorrow night. Yeah, it's a it's a big challenge. Uh, you know, what's it, interesting, I think um, they've changed a little bit of the complexion of their their team. They return a lot of the same players, but they changed a little bit of complexion. They're scoring more goals, um, yet they've been giving up more than they want to as well. Um, so they're figuring out their playing personality and what. They their their version of their team this season is going to look like. I think uh, for us to to come away with the result we want tomorrow, we're going to need all 20 for the full 60. We're going to put an emphasis on our start to the game um you know we know that we're five and two on the road and there's a level of simplicity to our game on the road that we need to bring home uh we want this building here this beautiful building to be the toughest place in the national hockey league to play but it's more than about just saying it we got to go out and live it and that starts with a good first period tomorrow i lied i have one more for you and it's about Connor mcdavid i mean 
15 goals in the team's first 16 games of the year. I mean, we're we're eight years in with this guy, and he's still finding ways to get better. How you know? How much of a privilege is it for you to coach him, to watch the evolution, and also how does it help set the organization forward because of the standard and the work rate that he has on a day-to-day basis with some of your developing prospects coming? Yeah, I think what Connor does do is he, he does set that standard um, of excellence for the entire organization, for everybody here, for the broadcasters, for the coaches, for the players. Um, you know, he's striving to be the best that he can be and maximize his own personal potential, but he's driven to win. And I think that's important. So for me as a coach, um, it is a privilege to, to be around players of that caliber. I've been around some good players in my yeah. 18 years in pro hockey, but Connor's at, at the highest of high levels. And he's someone who, as I said, the way he carries himself, how driven he is, I think that rubs off on every aspect of the organization. What we're seeing right now is special. It is special. Yeah. And, um, you know, I think, uh, you know, while he's playing at the at the level he's playing at what really drives him is team success and so for us um as a team we got to follow that leadership and uh, continue to cultivate the things that are going to help us have long-term success uh right now we're not there yet we're we're quite aware of that we're not perfect but we're we're striving to be the best that we can be as an organization and uh we're thankful that he's on our team that's for sure Jay, great stuff. Thanks for your time. All right. Thank we'll you. take a quick timeout. Come back with more on Oilers now. 12.56 in Edmonton. Thank you very much, Darnell, who's playing 23-31 per game. Again, Drew Doughty for the Kings, uh, 26-36. So he's playing three, four or more minutes uh, uh, for Los Angeles than uh, Darnell is for the Oilers right now. Normally on Tuesdays, Frank Saravalli from Daily Faceoff joins us for the Horses and Horse Racing Alberta. Live standard bed racing is back every Friday and Saturday at Century Mile. See you at the races. Frank will be on Thursday's show. He's tied up in NHL Board of Governors media availabilities right now. And then... um, tomorrow is flying during the course of the show so we'll get frank on thursday's edition of oilers now uh what else can we tell you right now we just had oilers head coach jay woodcroft on he was our oilers now headliner for will hawk beef jerky it's the best you've ever tasted they've got three locations in the edmonton area to serve you search for will hawk W-I-L-H-A-U-K today. And tonight uh, is our launch for our New York City uh, group for our Oilers Now Road Trippers with New West Travel. Uh, that trip was sold out, but if you're looking for a great Oilers road trip, join Oilers Now in Vegas this January to see the Oilers play the Golden Knights and all the famous Vegas attractions. This New West Travel hockey package includes airfare, three nights at the five-star Cosmopolitan Hotel on the Vegas Strip, game tickets, and a welcome reception with yours truly. For the Oilers Now hockey package, reach out to New West Travel or visit newwesttravel.com. It is 12.58 in Edmonton. We are going to head off to a global news, weather, traffic update with Kevin Robertson. And when we come back on Oilers Now, from Daily Faceoff, longtime pro goaltender Mike McKenna. He's penned a piece that Brendan's going to tweet out uh, from the Oilers Now account about Jack Campbell. This is Oilers Now.